We have a very simple assignment to do, simple in the sense that God, in his own mysterious ways, has spoken to us the very word we will be listening to. Turn with me quickly to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 1. Please, if you see Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 2 and 4, you may help me to read it out. The prontling of violence are before me, and there are those that raise up strife and contention. Therefore, the law is locked. The justice does never go forth, and the wicked does surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we give you thanks for the privilege to be in your presence. You've called us together that you may teach us what it means to follow you. Admonish us in a language that is distinct and audible. Cause our hearts to be receptive to your word. Give us the grace to be doers, not just speakers or hearers, but people who are committed to following you, even in this perverse and crooked generation, that we will be equipped unto righteousness for the day of judgment. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Do not waver in your faith or do not stagger. I want to believe that this morning God will lead us onto something very, very clear, though it has been brought to our knowledge that God says His ways are not our ways. Things happen. You are a Christian. There are certain things you are expecting God to do. Those things are not coming forth. And you have sat back to ask God a few questions. The questions you are asking God, we are not alone. Where our sister read for us in the book of prophet Habakkuk. Habakkuk was a prophet. He got a time in his life. He asked God, what is going on? There are things I am seeing. These things I am seeing are not supposed to be. After all, your eyes are too pure as to behold iniquity. But before you, in the full glare of everything, iniquity is everywhere. And you appear to be too far away. Remember our topic. Do not stagger in your faith. 
And you think Habakkuk maybe was a new prophet. I do not think he was a new prophet. He was an old prophet. In any case, he wasn't alone in that. At a point, Job, in Job chapter 21, Job 21, um, 6, verse 6 through 16. You already just note it. When you get home, you read that. I also refer you to Psalm number 73, verses 1 through 14, and Jeremiah chapter 12. Verses 1b through 3a. These were people who at a time had to ask God, what is going on? But then, what are we here to talk about? Faith that does not waver. And so we start by asking, what then is faith? The dictionary makes a very light definition of faith. It says it's a feeling, it's trust, it's confidence one has either in a person or on a thing. But can you quickly go with me to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. In other words, hope is not merely having a feeling. No. There is substance in what you are believing in. There is substance in that thing. That means hope is anchored, I mean faith is anchored on a promise. Abraham believed God. And it was done what? Counted unto him as Righteousness. There was a thing God said. He didn't just get up and start believing God. No. God made a promise. And the moment you become a child of God, there is also a promise. And you have anchored your faith on that promise. Suddenly, things appear to be caving away. The very ground you are standing on appear to be giving away. I mean, Kevin, you are asking yourself, what is going on? If there is no wavering of faith, it wouldn't be written in the scripture. We wouldn't be called up this morning to be admonished on the need for us not to waver. See, when the Bible says, be careful for nothing, it means there are so many things you should care about. But in caring for them, you don't solve them. Therefore, with prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. Faith. Substance of things so far. And that is the faith we are being urged to ensure that it does not waver. And we have looked at a few things and we've said that faith is conviction that he who promised is able. That's what we read in our lesson. Abraham knew that this person that made this promise was faithful. The Bible says he didn't waver. Permit me when I will get to another point and I will say he wavered a little. 
So that when you waver in your faith, you would know that you are not alone. It is natural. It is natural for human to waver in faith. And so, we look at, you look through the Bible. Abraham, at a point, he followed God. He followed God. He was dogged. He was determined in his faith. God spoke to him somewhere. He said, Your seed will occupy the entire earth. Because Abraham said, God, I knew. I understand you. Um, These things may not happen that way. After that encounter, Sarah told him, husband, God is not saying it must be me. God says you have a seed. Seed is seed. This lady here is still young enough. Go in with her and have a child. Abraham agreed. Went in. Of course, if you read chapter 17 of Genesis, you find that when God came again and made the same promise, the Bible says, Abraham laughed. He lived and said, God, remember Ishmael. And God said what? No. Abraham was human. He was looking at things. Are they really possible? The Bible says he did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. That was Abraham. Do we talk about Job? In Job chapter 21. And Job said, The wicked prospers. The man you call an evil man is living happily. His children are gaining admission. They will take jam once they will pass. They will cheat, no doubt, but they will pass anyway. Pass is pass. And you are an upright person. You will take, you will fail. Your children will take, they will fail. You will see a young lady. She lived her life for God from beginning. Everybody knows. Everybody testifies. This person is a child of God. No husband comes. To make a bad matter worse, Firebrod will take over. And you are asking God, and the person is asking God, what is going on? Are you not faithful? Remember, wavering in faith, we'll talk about that, is to doubt. A little doubt. That's all. You are a student. Most of us here are students. And you are studying every day, every night. You take exams. What everybody is passing, you fail. And you ask God, where have I gone wrong? Where? If you ask God that question, we are not alone. Habakkuk, even ask God, come let us talk. Your eyes are too pure. You cannot behold iniquity. But even justice is so short. The arm of justice is so short. And it doesn't catch the wicked man. 
People who commit fraud go scot-free. And you make a mistake. One little mistake. Auditors are taking you right, left and center. Interrogating you. Auditors will finish. EFCC will come. As soon as they're leaving, ICPC will come. And if you're moving out, police is there waiting. A little mistake. You didn't eat any money. And you ask yourself, God, what, what is going on? In any case, child of God, God did not promise us a world full of honey. Sorry, I, there is something my wife and I used to crack joke with. There's this man that came to preach. I think that's what the first crusade he had. He said, a man is coming with a pot of honey. He said, is this one thing for crusade? Because in the scripture, even Jesus says, in the world you have what? Tribulation. He didn't stop there. He says what? But be of good cheers. Wavering in the faith. I'm talking about looking at people in the scriptures that wavered. For you to know you are not alone. But we are not here to remind ourselves of people that wavered. David also did. said, God, look, when I see the prosperity of the wicked, I fret. I look at them, how, they, how prosperous they are, how things go on well with them, how everything, they, they will sleep, they will have sound sleep. They will wake up, no danger. And, um, but something happened. One day, I took a, maybe on a floric, on a trip, and I stepped into the sanctuary. I then understood their end. Not only David. John the Baptist told people that were listening to him, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So much so, after installing him, some of his disciples followed Jesus. One day, John, in his um, forthrightness, went to the king and said, How dare you take the wife of your brother? And the king said, You have spoken evil. Get in there. When John waited day one, Jesus didn't come. Day two, he didn't come. Days turned to weeks. Weeks turned to months. John said, I guess I might have made some mistakes. God spoke to me, but whether I actually understood him. Um, one, two, three, come. Can you go up and ask that man there? Actually, I spoke about you. I told the world you are, you are the one. But I want to know, are you really the one? The Messiah we are looking for? Or should we look for another? You understand what the prophecy here your ways are not mine. No. John was in the human. Humanity took the better part of him. And he asked that question. Trust Jesus. He will never answer you your question. Because his ways are not 
our way. He told him, go and tell him the things you see. So he should not be the better judge. Let him judge whether he was right or wrong. You understand? What God also answered Habakkuk. Wait for it. The vision is for an appointed time. It might delay. Wait for it. Do not waver. Amen. Do not waver. It might seem as if eternity is passing. And truly, eternity might be passing. But it doesn't pass. God has a program. Our song says, He is His own word, interpreter. He is not His interpreter. I am not. And so He has called us this morning that we would not see with the eye of man in matters of faith. Because faith is anchored on a promise. Or do we talk about the theme, making disciples of all nations? And we are preaching. And we are preaching. You talk to the person. Everything you are doing to make a person come to know Christ appears to be, you know, water poured on rock. Doesn't wash it. And you decide, I think... God has destined this one for destruction. I think I should look elsewhere. How do you know? Do not do what? Waver or stagger. Remember I said that to waver is not necessary to fall down. Falling down is not that. No. A little stagger. And all that the enemy requires to make you waver is to cast a little doubt. Look at the way he started in the Garden of Eden. He asked, he told them, no, he asked them, Eve, is it true that God said you should not eat any fruit of all these trees? He knew God didn't say so. He said, no, 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 he just does what he said. It is all he wants you to do is to make sure you are not like him. For any day you touch of this fruit, your eyes will be opened. And as for death, you will not die. If took the fruit, ate, and then um, kept for his, her husband. Did Eve die? Yes and no. He was living. So it appeared God was telling lies. All that he wanted to do, the devil wanted to do was to cast a little doubt. So when he ate it, he was still alive. But then, she died. The connection was severed. The enemy is not asking you not to know that God is there. No. He's making effort, subtle effort, to put a little doubt you ask yourself, we are praying for this. All day long we've been praying. Year after year we've been praying. There is no sign that this is coming to fruition. Am I sure this will ever come to fruition? That 
is the point of staggering. Am I talking to somebody this morning? At that point, you are make, having that little doubt. That is, that is the weather. This morning, what is the Bible telling us? God has not called us here this morning so that He will tell us about people who staggered. He has called us this morning to tell us that it is possible something could make me to stagger. Something could make you to stagger. But be of good cheers. Why? Jesus said, I will be with you to the end of the world, of this age. Because he has overcome, I will overcome. Because he lives. What will happen? I can face tomorrow. That's what the songwriter said. Because he lives. All fears are gone. Not as if there were no fears. There were fears. But because he lives, the fears are now gone. The things that are around that make us tremble. The things that are around that make us fidget and ask ourselves, if I go on, what will be my reward? My dear, if you have ever stayed with people who commit evil, prosper, you will be tempted to at least make exception once. Make one exception and then go back and ask God for forgiveness. You have wavered. See, it doesn't take you committing so many sins to be a sinner. Just one. Hmm? Uh, can I, how do I say this one? In, uh, maybe apologies to those who don't understand the one. But, I go on the corner of the Eh? Just one leopard you kill. This is Obuago. It doesn't mean not the Obuago of a name. I'm talking about the Obuago of a title. It just requires one. So you don't need to be, you know, uh, to be living in sin, to be a sinner. One you've done and you are remaining there. That, that's all. This morning, we have this call. And I said, God has not promised us of, you know, honey. Not a man coming with a pot of honey. No. He has said, in the world, you have tribulation. Can we look at Jeremiah chapter 12? I had made reference to that before. Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse uh, 5, I think. I want to take this one. Um, using good news. Jeremiah chapter 12 verse 5. The Lord said, Jeremiah, if you get tired racing against people, how can you race against sources? If you can't even stand up in open country, how will you manage in the jungle by the Jordan? See, it will look as if um, God wasn't encouraging Jeremiah here. It says, you are complaining about the things you are seeing. More or worse things are coming. Brethren, hard times are there. And 
we might still meet some harder ones. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. If you are weak in a crisis, you are weak indeed. Some versions will say, if your strength fails you in the days of adversity, you are, your strength is, is small. Very small. Therefore, God knows about this. And he says, I know the thought I have for you. Granted that adversities are here. Granted that things that could make one stumble are here. Granted that there are so many things that can put one off one's feet and off one's feet. The Bible says, I know the thought I have for you. The thought of good and not of evil. So that's what will happen. I will, you, I will bring you to an expected end. You don't know when the end, that end will be. If you remain steadfast, you wouldn't be doing something extraordinary. Elisha was. I was considering that man Elisha. A man whom the master was to be taken. The master started dodging him. For goodness sake. A prophet was dodging his servant. He would ask him, stay here. And I will just go a short while there. We will connect. Elisha will say, as long as the Lord lives, and as long as you live, I will not stay. I'm going on with you. Stay fatness. Not wavering. The sons of prophets will come. And they will tell him, have you not known that your master will be taken today, taken away from you today? He says, hold your peace. He had things that could make him waver. And he chose not to waver. Or do I consider the Shunammite woman who came to Elisha after the child was dead? One, that woman must have a formidable faith. The child with one useless and irresponsible husband. I'm not talking about the husband now. Who didn't care about the child at all. Take him to the, to the mother. And he was busy doing his work. The mother kept, her, kept him there. Moved to Elisha. Elisha said, Something is wrong with this woman. But God has not shown me that. My friend, uh, servant, move and ask her, what is wrong? The woman said, it is well. How could it be well when the son, the only son was dead? And the husband was not even caring about that. Of course, Elisha, when the woman came and told the story, Elisha said, um, my servant, come. Take my staff. You know how I do it. Take my staff. Run there. When you get there, do it the same way I used to do it. You must said, you are talking to yourself. It is you. I am not stepping out here except you go with me. Faith. Holding on to that. Or do we talk about the woman with issue of blood? 
Before then, nobody had ever touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. So, why would she go for the hem? The least place, the commonest. But there was faith exhibited. If only I could touch this, this element would be gone. And she touched it, and the element was gone. What is God saying to us? That this faith could be exercised. And you are being urged to exercise yours unwavering. Or do we talk about the Canaanite woman who came to Jesus and said, Heal my child. He said, For goodness sake, I didn't come for people like you. No, 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 please. I came for the people of Israel. God's own people. So, you won't take what is meant for children and then cast it to the dogs. Woman said, I understood perfectly well. I understood. But you see, the dogs still eat the crumbs that fell from the table. So, I'm not asking for the one for the children. I'm asking for the crumbs. And Jesus was visibly challenged. I said, not even in Israel. What are we talking about? Faith. That we stand the test of time. What are you doing with your faith? The thing you have. The Bible says, for without faith, no one can do what? Please God. If you have a wavering faith, is your mind telling you you will ever please this God? Certainly no. If your mind tells you that, your mind is telling you lies. This morning, as I begin to round up, we are asked, we are being urged to ensure that our faith is strong. Our faith do not waver. We look at Mark 11, Mark 11, and verse 22 through 24, Mark 11. And it says, Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. I assure you that whoever tells this hill to go up and throw itself in the sea, and does not doubt. Listen. Jesus says, Have faith in God. And I tell you, whoever tells this um, mountain, get up and throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. For this reason, I tell you, when you pray and ask for something, believe that you have received it and you will be given Whatever you ask for. James 1. James chapter 1. Verse 3. My brothers and sisters, consider yourself fortunate when all kinds of trials come your way. For you know that, sorry, for you know that when your faith succeeds, in facing such trials, the result is the ability to endure. 
there is trial that will come. But Jesus has said, when you pray, do not doubt. How often do we even pray? How often do we doubt after the prayers? If we have a change of heart this morning, if we have a change of mindset that God has not called us unto a bread and butter Christianity. He has called us in a crooked and perverse generation. But he has promised to keep us. And he is faithful. He will do it. Abraham had those challenges. But he knew that the person who called him was able to bring to pass that which he promised. And he wavered not. He followed him. Are you prepared this morning and for the rest of your life to follow this God? Are you making a decision to follow this God? When things are hard, when situations and circumstances appear to be challenging and appear to be defying all forms of solutions, Will your faith say hold? Will your anchor say be on him? Let us pray. Can you tell God about yourself? You know how often in the time past you have asked for things, you have been challenged by circumstances by things around you and you were at the verge of giving up. At the verge of giving up. This morning, you've just been told it is natural but you need to turn a new lease of life. A brand new faith. Faith that will not waver. Faith that will match that of Elijah, the Shunammite woman, the woman with issue of blood, that Canaanite woman. Faith that will say, judging from human perspective, this is not possible. But with God, all things are possible. And because it's not man that will lie, nor son of man, that will repent. He has made a promise. He will live by his promise. Talk to him. And recommit yourself unto him. That you will continue to follow him. You will continue to follow him. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ.